everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I'm Noah Hiles. He is... Alex Stumpf. And Alex, Brian Reynolds is a dad and he can hit a baseball again. Two good things for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, how many home runs did he hit before becoming a dad? A uh, lot, a lot. Mo- but, but hey, Most of them. Most, the vast majority of them. But you know what? He's... he's hit him every single day since he's become a dad. That's what I was going to say. for the day if he didn't play. They have the, they have the K percentage, like, you know, like, how many, yeah. how many uh, at-bats – or the percentage of at-bats you strike out uh, in, they have that for home runs. But they need to have a home run game percentage, and it would be 100 for Brian Reynolds uh, after he uh, – well, he didn't bring a child into this world, but his wife did. And, um, yeah, it's good. Little Reese is good luck. He, uh, the Pirates are 1-0 in games his dad's played in. I don't know how much longer we can milk this uh, whole fake stats thing. He had a kid. It was cool. Um, I'll say this. When you're covering a team, especially a team that's in last place, but really in general, I mean, baseball is a grind. And even if you're covering a team that's winning 100 games, not that I would know what that's like, Alex, you, you came close to that. Um, there, there are lulls in the season where you're looking for storylines and when you're looking for things that are interesting. And sometimes those stories come naturally. Uh, they're, they're, they're organic. That's what, hap- that's what makes baseball so great is regular season competition can, can develop some of these awesome organic storylines. And today was one of those days um, where Brian Reynolds, he had a day that my guess is the guy's going to play thousands of games in the major leagues. He's not going to remember every single one of them, but he's going to remember today for the rest of his life. He's going to probably, hopefully from our website, pull print off some, some headlines and some articles talking about the game that he had. And he's probably sleeping well tonight because he talked about after the game, uh, how he's been up all night with his newborn baby and everything. But, you know, that's a special, that's a special moment that, um, you know, not only Reynolds, but I don't think you or I will ever forget anytime soon. And a lot of fans who are watching won't forget. I mean, just to, as evidence of that, whenever that happened, who was the first person that you thought of? It was, it was Rob McCoviak. And that's, yeah. and that's <laughs> the, those commercials that they're playing, the, the best moments in 20 year history of PNC park. I mean, prior to the, uh, Cueto game, or that three-year run where they made the playoffs, you can make an argument that was the most, you know, exciting moment in the history of that stadium. That or the Giles walk-off. Both of those were walk-off grand slams, you know, and I think they go hand-in-hand. And when you go into the actual storyline, that's – I mean, Rob McCoviak, no one knows him for anything but that. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, McCoviak is going to be more memorable. Let's – that's yeah. let's pump the brakes in general because that oh, was the that. walk-off. That was the doubleheader. That was just – And it was on the great... same day of his kid's birth as well. Yeah. Reynolds, you know, yeah. in but, a true, but... true soft millennial fashion, took two days to spend with his wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> back, back like in the olden days, Walter, Walter Johnson would deliver the child in between innings. Walter Johnson didn't speak to his kids until they were 10 years old. Because he had baseball to play. And that's just how they did it back then. <laughs> Thanks for that fake laugh. No, but... No, no, it was kind of a, it was a real laugh after, like, the pause. Of, oh, well, okay. 
You shot your shot. It didn't. But hey, man, you shot your shot. All right. Um, but no, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool, and it was cool to see. You know, Brian's a guy who was really, he was always really reserved. Um, someone who doesn't talk much in the, I mean, post game, pre game, whenever we want to interview him, he's hard to get a quote out of. Uh, he doesn't show a lot of personality. He's a pretty reserved dude. But today he was playing different. I mean, the celebrations, you know, rocking the baby as he was rounding third base after his home run. He also did it after he hit the double. And even in the post game, he had like an extra layer of humor that I really haven't seen from him. He was pretty funny just talking about his son's name is Reese and he uh, is, is open to endorsements for Reese's pieces. Um, what was the quote that he said about his wife in delivery? Uh, she took it like a champ. Or no, it, it was, yeah, she, she crushed it. She crushed it. That's yeah. What it was. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I mean, he was, you could tell, I mean, this was just a, it was a special day for him and it's, it's nice to see him just doing well in general, but I don't know. It's kind of cool um, once you get to know these guys a little bit. I mean, I was there when Reynolds got called up last year and just the yin and the yang before between him and Cole Tucker uh, when they were both called up and for Cole to be the guy waiting at home plate after that home run and everything and just seeing him kind of get back to normal. And I'm not going to say that, a hundred percent of the reason he was slumping was because of his wife being pregnant and he was stressed about that. But I think it's fair to assume that some of his struggles earlier in the season, that played a factor in it. It had to have, because I mean, uh, you don't think, I don't think a lot of players have, you know, pregnant wives or, or, you know, it's, there's always going to be, I guess, a little that you take over from personal life, but that's not the goal. That's what you, you try to avoid that. You try to separate, you know, real life from personal life. And I think Brian is one of the better players, or at least gives the, you know, aura of being one of the better players of compartmentalizing of, Hey, I can, I can separate the two. I know it's different a little this year, especially with the virus and everything, but no, I, I, I don't think that was really, that much it for him I think if anything if you're looking for a narrative just you know getting a couple of days away you know could be good because I think that's something that does help whenever a player is slumping you know just get a couple of days to watch or just get a couple of days to sit relax recharge your batteries not saying he got a whole lot of relaxing or recharging the batteries the last couple of days but you know just a chance to unplug I think there is something to that yeah I, I just so I remember my first year covering the Pirates. Um, it was Corey Dickerson's first year there. And he took some time off for like a family emergency. And we, and we were never told why. So after he came back, right before he started off the year super hot, and then he was slumping. And then he took some time away to deal with the family matter. And when he came back, he started hitting the ball hard again. And so I was talking to him and I said, you know, what was going on? Uh, why, why'd you miss some time? And I'm like, did that have, do you think that that had anything to do with your slump? And he said, yeah, my dad was in the hospital. He had to have like open heart surgery. And he's, and he said, it was tough to play knowing that he was sick. And he's like, now that I know he's better, I, I have one less thing on my mind and I can focus more on just the playing the game of baseball. He's like, and I think my, my results speak for that. And ever since he told me that, I just kind of viewed these things differently. And um, 
And I don't know. And like, you're right, guys, every guy's different. Some guys, they're, they're clearly family guys, you know, and not to say that Brian Reynolds doesn't care about his family or anything, but some guys, they're not able to compartmentalize with this, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you might be right. Reynolds might be that guy. Um, Alex, any other thoughts uh, aside from what we're going to talk about in the second part of the show, any other thoughts on the, uh, the win or the series as a whole against the Cubs? Uh, I feel like we've covered this series a ton, at least a lot towards the beginning of the year. There have been a couple sweeps since then. But what was the theme early on in the series? It's like they win one game, they get blown out the other game, and they lose the close one. That was, that was what this series was. Yeah. Losing that extra inning game, they, they got their butts handed to them the other one, and then, you know, they have a good, honest, you know, mostly complete effort on Thursday. I mean, it's – I feel like we've covered that type of series a ton already. Yeah. Even in a shortened season, like, we've done that enough, that narrative enough. Um, Real quick here as we round out this segment, I want to get your thoughts on uh, third base. Uh, Brian Hayes not getting the playing time – on Thursday, what were your thoughts on that, and what are your thoughts on the guy they choose to give those reps to instead? I mean, I I'm not really gonna fault you know giving Cabrera a day in this situation, the day game after the night game. I'm I'm not going to <laughs> say anything about that, especially with the doubleheader coming up. Uh, he needs the at bats though. He needs the at bats. He needs to get better up here. He needs the opportunity to get better up here. Mm-hmm. And as for JT Riddle, man, I don't know. I The Marlins didn't want him last year. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I feel like I have a vendetta against him just because of how bad his walk-up music is. Like, it just puts me in a bad mood every time he goes up to the plate. So maybe yeah, I'm what? not – I don't, I don't have enough twang in my fake country to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Burgettstown, and so, like, I'm, I'm real country. I, mean, I, I don't really like country music. Real country from, uh, the, from Burgettstown, Pennsylvania. You're damn right, baby. We do it different out there. We got, we got whatever the hell that amphitheater's name is. It's been changed 30 times in my lifetime. It's Star Lake, First Niagara, Key Bank. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is anymore. Um, I think it's named after one of our competitors, so I'm not going to say it because, you know, I'm a company man through and through. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, JT Riddle, I just don't get why he's on the major league club, especially now after the trade deadline. It's like, is this guy really going to be on the team next year? I hope to God not. Uh, There's just so many other players that they could be giving those reps to. Eric Gonzalez could be playing at third base. Hell, put Cole Tucker at shortstop and let Gonzalez play third. Moran could play third. I'd rather see – I know Osuna's kind of in the same camp as Riddle where neither of them should be stealing at bats from young, you know, worthy players. But I'd rather see Osuna at third than JT Riddle. I I just don't get why he's on the big league club. And, again, I I, I echo your idea of – I'm fine with giving Cabrian a day off after two straight starts simply because this guy hasn't started three major league or not major league, but three professional baseball games in a row in over a year just because of the pandemic and how long things have been for him to get back to normal or whatever. So I'm fine with him getting a day off, uh, but I want to see him start both games uh, today on this doubleheader against the Reds. Uh, definitely at least one. 
I, I won't fault again if you don't want to put the guy out there for 14 innings. I will. I'll, 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 I'll kick and scream but, but, and be But my upset. caveat would be I would like him to start Saturday and Sunday out of the bunch. I'd rather him – I want him to start three games out of these four. All right. All right. So that will conclude the first segment of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk some JT Rubaker. Pirates rookie starter gets his first win. We're going to dive into that and what he means to the Pirates moving forward. We'll be back. Alex, you hear that sound? I hope it comes better on your end than it did on mine. It didn't sound good? Not on my end. What did it sound like? It kind of sounded like like two things were falling simultaneously. I know what it was. I know what it was. Well, this is cracking a beer for the people who couldn't hear it uh, because it's brew time. We're talking JT Brewbaker. Before we get into this, let me just ask you something, Alex. Do you hate me yet? Like working Not quite. side with me? What, what's the clubhouse locker or what's the clubhouse situation between you and I right now? Fill the people in. How annoyed with you are me at times? It is tense. It is. We're going to have a real Shaq Kobe thing going on soon. Oh, is that it? Uh, Who's who? I, I think I'm going to go with Shaq. I'm Shaq in this one. So Shaq's I'm dead. Yeah, that's not what I was going for. In <laughs> that just got morbid. Well, oh uh, yeah, no. It's I was fine. just going to say like Shaq. People like Kobe more anyway, so I'll I'll do Kobe Mamba mentality. I feel like I have a much more Shaq personality than you, but okay. Uh, you're taller than me, I guess. I guess. Yes. yes. All right. I just want to say that I enjoy working with you, and I have nothing bad to say about you at all. So, you no. know, I, I hope you feel bad about what you said. Anyway, <laughs> JT Brubaker uh, gets his first win as a Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, and what has been an overall solid body of work this year? I, I haven't checked his updated ERA. I think it's – um. Probably what under four now, something around there. Four ish. Four ish. Either way. And he goes five innings for the second time in his career, ties his career high. Uh, Eighty-six pitches. The strikeouts were were working for him. I think he had five, and two of those strikeouts came against some pretty damn good hitters in a very high leverage situation. Runners on second and third, nobody out. He escapes it with only allowing the one unearned run from the error. So, good stuff from a rookie. I mean, he's a little bit of an older rookie. He's 26, but really good stuff, especially when you consider he has uh, Murphy catching him, not Stallings. Not that Murphy, you know, can't call a big league game or anything, but Stallings is obviously a better option to use the pitching staff and with framing and everything. So great job by him. My question is, Alex, is JT Brubaker a starter or a member of the starting rotation in 2021? I think it's safe to assume that he's got a good shot at it, especially if there is a move, you know, this offseason. I'm having a hard time believing that Joe Musgrove, Trevor Williams, and Chad Cool will all be back next year as starting pitchers. I mean, especially with the report that, you know, Joe Musgrove was that close to potentially being dealt. Yeah, Ben's about to just um, trade this rotation like baseball card to his old buddies back over, over in uh, Toronto, huh? Get the prospects he wants out of that system that he helped build. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, I'm not convinced that Jamison Tyon is going to come back as a starter quite yet. I mean, it wouldn't shock me knowing how just, you know, driven JMO is. It's, it's definitely a possibility. But 
I don't think you can pencil them into the rotation, at least at this point right now. So that I think there's definitely going to be a spot at the very least up for grabs for Brubaker. And we have seen some serious growth from him this year. The moment in the third inning, whenever JT Riddle throws that ball away and a run comes home. So he's already down two to nothing. There's runners on second and third, nobody out. And it's Bryant Rizzo Baez. That was, I don't care how they're hitting this year. That is Bryant Rizzo Baez. This is big boy time right now. This is, okay, you want to be a major league pitcher? Pitch yourself out of this one. And he did. And he pitched well the following two innings also. That was, I, the pitching win stat for as flawed as it is, JT Brubaker earned a win on Thursday. He flat out earned a W. It was a good start to get that first W. It's I've seen a lot of development with how he's attacking up in the zone more, how he's not afraid to use his breaking pitches in all parts of the lower half of the quad or lower half of the strike zone. The changeup has looked intriguing at times. It's I don't think this guy is going to blow people away. I'm not going to say the Pirates have an ace on their hands. No. I say they have a good major league pitcher on their hands right now. Yeah, and I that's you know not every prospect that comes up needs to be Mitch Keller. Even no. if the Pirates want to compete immediately, which probably isn't going to happen, but you don't need every pitching prospect to come up and be this kid with potential to go seven plus innings every time he starts to strike out 10 players or 10 batters every single outing. You don't need that. Some guys, your, your fourth, fifth starter, if they can give you five innings and two runs every single time they're out, that's more than enough. That's, that's the role you need from that. I mean, ideally, yeah, you want everyone to give you a quality start, but, but going five innings every single time you're, you're out there, that's valuable. And if he can if he can figure out a way to do that and I don't know. I've liked I've liked what I've seen from JT Brubaker. I've I've liked what I've seen from a majority of the Pirates starting rotation this year honestly. Um you know, I've been hard on Trevor Williams, but I think he's done okay. Uh but yeah, I I think Brubaker is someone that fans should be a little excited about and when you weigh in where he falls into the Pirates long-term plans. It's interesting cuz I think he will be around I don't know if he's going to be in the starting rotation over the next three, four years, but I think that you're going to see Brubaker kind of like similar maybe to what Stephen Brault's been over the past, what, three, four years, where he is either the fifth starter or, the first, or, you know, or a bullpen guy or they might have him in AAA and pop back up or whatever, however they want to use him. Uh, but he'll be in the mix. He'll be around is, is how I view Brubaker, and you need those guys too especially on a team that has been crushed with the injury bug over the past two seasons, like the pirates have. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of coincidental, but it's good to have some depth. It's good that you have someone that's young and will be around next year for non you know, for non-trade related purposes. Uh, and I, and like I said, I could see him if the starting thing doesn't work out, I could see them keeping him around and making him a bullpen arm and him being a valuable bullpen asset later on in his career. I mean, when he's like 29, 30 years old, 
he could just be a, a bullpen guy and he could be with the Pirates for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fast, the sinker slider could play out of the bullpen just in general. Not saying he'd be an outstanding reliever. He, I think he'd be better off tools-wise as a starting pitcher. Um, but, yeah, this is a guy who, if, you're, if he's the type of guy who's going to give you 160 innings per year in an ERA around four, that's, that's a valuable player in today's game. That's not going to be, you know, superstars or anything, but that's a two-war player, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and mm-hmm. that's pretty good. And the Pirates rotation, we, we've talked about the lack of impact pitching in this organization. It's been written about on the site, too, where there isn't a whole lot. There's Mitch Keller, you know, who's technically no longer a rookie anymore, but after only two starts in this abbreviated season, it's fair to still, you know, really – call him a young starter so you have Mitch Keller and Cody, Cody Bolton should get a call at some point next year and I don't think Bolton is going to be you know this ace but he's another you know like guy who's like hey this could be a two or three starter they have a couple intriguing depth options I think Cody Ponce who we're going to see on Friday is a guy who he just needs that third pitch to really develop that and he can make that jump into being you know a, a real rotation type guy you know to you know be in the back end a good back end starter uh, we could talk about James Marvel as a potential, you know, fifth guy down the stretch. Thomas, you know, a little ways down the road, but I think that's probably the Pirates' best bet at the moment of like being, you know, an ace type pitcher. Uh, Zinsky, Jones, Malone, there's some good young talent later in the system that could be possibly higher impact. But right now, whenever I look at the system, there are a couple guys who have a good potential of being back into the rotation starters. I think JT Brubaker is one of those guys. I think Brubaker is probably one of the safer bets to be one of those guys on top of that too. Yeah. I I don't, I don't disagree with anything you said there. And I I think we're on the same page, Alex, as we wrap up the show today, uh, double header today, later on, you and I will both be there. Uh, what are we going to do, like rock, paper, scissors to see who covers which game? Yeah. Is that yeah, it? Do that All was right. a question in my live queues today. What was like, that? How do you guys, it was, uh, how do you guys figure out who does what? It's like, well, whenever we cover it with Dayon, Dayon just does his own thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, and the other thing is uh, I just do whatever Alex tells me. Um, that's, that's, that's right. That's answer that question. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But then, but hey, when the podcast starts, you call the shots during the podcast. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but you know, I would I would imagine the the viewers. I mean, we get a lot of listens to this podcast, but I'd imagine I actually know because I see the metrics for both. More people read our articles, which is good. Which is good because that's kind of what the whole premise of the site actually was when it started. Um, bold predictions for this four game series against the Reds. What do you got for me, Alex? Another good outing out of Cody Ponce. I don't know if it's going to be the full five, but we're going to see Cody, and he's got to look maybe not as outstanding as he looked against the Cardinals, but another case where people listen to this podcast and like, yeah, I could see Cody Ponce being a part of the rotation in 2021. I'm going to say two home runs from Josh Bell. Ooh. Itch. And, I mean, I feel like I owe him some kind words. I was a little hard on him yesterday, but, hey. The comment section loved it. They said, Noah bringing the fire. I love that comment. I forget who said that, but that was, that was awesome. I appreciate that. Um, 
Final words, Alex, as we wrap up another week. How many weeks is this for us? I don't know, man. How many weeks? I, I, I'd like to actually it's hard get to... an episode count on this. Like, I, I'd like to hit whenever, because we did the old podcast and it was weekly, and we, we kind of had to hang it up after, like, 30 or so episodes, which was almost two years of podcasting, if not more. No, and it wasn't 30. It was more than that. Because we went by jersey number on that show, but we didn't do jersey number in the off-season episodes. So yeah. I think I think okay, we did so about forty-five episodes. I think yeah, like forty-five, fifty. So yeah, it was a little. We're over. almost to that point right now. Is is the point? If yeah. we if we haven't already passed it, which we yeah. might have. Yeah, I mean, we did it. How many weeks into the season are we? Six. So yeah. six or seven. We started in July. That's right. Okay. For some reason, we're I thought we started. Yeah, we're about thirty to thirty-five episodes in. I don't know. Whoever Maybe wants to 40. count it all up and and send send me the number if it's correct, I will give you an autograph photo of Alex Stump. I'm autographing it though, not him. That's my final word. Why do you we'll have see a you photo next of week. me? I'm going to take one, Alex. I have a camera on my phone. I I, I I'm paid. Well. And you can print those out. <laughs> I can at home. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, hit the subscribe all button and uh, have a safe, fun weekend. Enjoy watching the pirates. Hopefully they win some games. So we have some fun stuff to talk about on Monday. We'll see you then.